I'm sorry I was late. I had to go vote. Uh, wait, you can vote for Chicago mayor? No, it's just, we got like a separate election. Hey, this is Sad Boys Professionals. This week, it turns out that we're actual journalists. Lester are in danger. And guys, you know what? We, we finally found him. I'm Jiggly. I'm still odd not, and it feels like the time you give me to prepare for these intros takes less and less time. Like you are just before there'd always be like a huge break, it'd be like a big pause. Now you just go full for it, and I have to think on my toes. But I'm good well, on my toes. Because, pause. Well, that was because I'd have to like think about how I wanted to present stuff, and now I have like this stuff written out, and so I'm 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 doing great. You learn the secret of me at press conferences now. I just write the script, <laughs> and then I read question. Speaking of that, yeah, press conference together. Well, I mean, we'll get to that later. We'll on, talk I to guess. that later. That'll, that'll be the the main bit of the fire part because I'm not going to talk about the actual. Honestly, game. the game itself was a bit. There's, eh. there's no reason to talk about that game other but, than the fact uh, that it pissed me off. But I do want to mention uh, that actual friend of the podcast, uh, Drew Connor, has announced his retirement uh, from the game. So uh, I mean, best of luck to him in his future endeavors. I mean, He's, obviously, great dude. Are you are you WWE with that line? What is this? Um, kidding. Well, it's actually funny. We'll have WWE later. But yeah, uh, in another world, Drew Connor is still playing for the house, still in NISA. Things are still okay. <laughs> He's still getting paid. But uh, unfortunately, the house fell apart. And I think at that point, Drew was just kind of like, you know what? Maybe I don't want to spend all of my life training for the these games anymore. And now he's got that house call program, which is cool. It's like a club. I think he like hosts events at clubs for like house music, which is very cool. So, I mean, good for him. We'll make, well, I mean, he'll make he his money off playing, that. He was still playing for, technically, with Ford Madison for a while. Yeah, I wonder when, when his last appearance actually was. It would have been nice to at least have had his last appearance be against the house. Yeah, the I don't know. Cup. I think he was worried they were going to try to do that. And I don't know if he wanted to do that. So he's just like, you know what? I'm gone. Now. Yeah. Eh, fair, fair play to him. Yeah, that'd be fair enough. I still have his phone number, which is funny. So I, I can't I can't just call Drew Connor at any time. He will answer and then be like, Why have you called me? And then I'll panic and then he'll never he'll block me probably. But until then I have his number. <laughs> yeah. It's just uh what 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 is your favorite uh your favorite Drew Drew Connor memory? Because I actually I, do have one. <laughs> I really wanted to air you there for some reason, but this is this is too wholesome of a conversation. Yeah. There's two there's the the wholesome one is when I think it was like the I think it was the last actually house game in Nisa he had a really nice assist to to Wozik for the last goal of that game it didn't matter because they lost anyway but at that point I'm like okay there there's Drew Connor there's like the big name in this house team it was just good to see him play I, I got to cover the house so I got to watch his full his last like full season as a pro uh, the other memory I have is do you know what fire goal he famously assisted I think I don't think it was uh, the one that I'm thinking of. Bastion Schweinsteiger against Real Salt Lake. Drew yeah, Connor passes. One. Drew Connor passes the ball two yards to Schweinsteiger. Schweinsteiger takes a touch and just rips one from thirty yards into the top corner, and that will always go down as a Drew Connor assist. That's when I we mean, played the we played the B team plus Bastion Schweinsteiger at way to RSL for some reason. I'm Weirdest thinking of uh, the one that I'm thinking of is like you remember. I think uh, Matt Doyle tweeted it out by specifically saying, this is champagne football. It was like one of the first times that I think in a while that like the fire had anybody from like national media saying good things about them. Excuse me. And he was a part of that play and he made the smartest overlapping run I've seen in a while. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Cause I remember, I think polls, I I know you're talking about the David Campbell, right? Yeah. It was like a whole, it was a whole like team play, but like, 
hit Drew's movement is what made that goal to me. Yeah, I, I think he got the opened that up. Yeah. So then was Connor, I think, was probably playing centrally, and then Polster was actually right back. Yeah, I think. And then if Connor I, I could have sworn that I, no, I could have sworn that I think like Polster was like uh like out or injured or something, and it was Drew who was out there. I could have the sworn that was it. Um, maybe we're thinking about different things, or maybe I'm just wrong. I swore Polster gets the assist on that goal. Yeah. Maybe I'm just talking up my, my butthole. I might yeah, be. I was, 2017, never forget. I just, like, that was a fun time, and also, like, you know, Drew was at my table for, like, one of the kickoff luncheons, so oh, nice. that was a good time. Yeah. Yeah, good lad. I still have that random picture with him. He was day six. Yeah, if, if I hadn't used him already, I would have made him the random player, random player of the day. But I gave him the honor of being day 69, which I hope he enjoyed <laughs> at least. Because only one man can be n- n- day number 69. Who is day number 42? I don't know. You don't know offhand, so I'm not going to actually ask you. Why in heaven's name would I know that offhand? I can look it you up. I don't but, mind. But why 42 of all days? Uh, 42 is uh, the, the answer to life. You know that? Okay, now this is going to be something very stupid. No, but... No, no, no. I mean, the player's going to be very stupid oh, now, probably. Okay. I know what you mean. You're, that's, what's that book called? Uh, Headstacker's Guide to the Galaxy. There it is. Let's see. 42 out of 365. Could not have made that up if I wanted to. Chris Ritter. Yes! Could not have, <laughs> could not have scripted that. Yes! <laughs> could not have. Okay. All right. End the episode there. Chris Ritter. Day, day 42. Without me even realizing... Miss Chris Ritter. Beautiful. I posted that at an Applebee's. Good times. <laughs> I miss Chris Ritter walks into this fight. No, I'm kidding. He doesn't. No. He, no, he was I think that I think that Drew could still make the bench of this team. Especially with the lack of center midfielders right now. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean he's you can't say he's worse than Soque considering the things we've seen. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, Drew is thus one of the many players that was wasted by Ponovich. Like, Drew probably would still be playing in MLS if not for management. Yes, absolutely. But, you know, we move, he moves out. I, w- I don't know where I was going with that. Talk about UConn. Yeah, UConn won the national championship. And I also wanted to mention, just for Adnan, because I sent it to him in, in the chat, that uh, two of the, uh, oh, wait, no, three. Uh, three Yukon players are Muslim and uh, had been fasting for Ramadan for most of the tournament. Yeah, good Muslim <laughs> dudes. I know there, there was a famous, I think, Alejuan back in the day who just fasting games. And he said he, he would just Olajuwon. pop off even better. So you know what? Sometimes uh, plot armor helps dudes, apparently. I'm, I don't know where yeah. I'm going with this. But yeah, there, well, you remember the, the, the whole thing with like Morocco? Yeah. And like uh, the, the, all the moms that came onto the pitch, <laughs> or the antithesis, where uh, the the one French league player was sent home by his coach because his coach is like, "Hey, don't fast during game day," and the player's like, I'm, "But I'm going to," and the coach is like, "All right, cool, just go home then," and the guy's like, "Oh, well, okay." So yeah, but good, thankfully, and I know like the Premier League is on like pauses and play during iftar time, which is nice. But what's funny is during the Liverpool game. There was a break in play, and one of the commentators started complaining, like, "Oh, do we have timeouts in soccer now?" And then one of them goes. Wait, is this for Iftar for Ramadan? And there it goes, ooh, it might be. But I don't think it was because the game started later anyway. So I think it was just a random break in play that they were they were reasonably annoyed about. But it almost became Islamophobic. Almost. Almost. They, they dodged it. They, they just dodged the, <laughs> they the dodged Islamophobia it. allegations. <laughs> when you beat the Islamophobic <laughs> allegations. Um, anyway, the, the last random thing is uh, I'll take from here because it's my note. It's a WWE bad. Nick isn't here. 
which is a shame because he would love yeah, this. Yeah, he, he has to come on. And then, like, at, first of all, we didn't plan when we were going to re- record this until, like, the day of. And then also, it's real late. Like, I, I'm not going to bother someone. He's, a He's probably going to listen to this and then yell at me about it. The worst thing is, too, is WWE was doing so well, Jiggly, and it's all fallen apart since then. Long story short, <laughs> you're, you're like an anime guy. Imagine anime where it's like good guy, right? And they build up good guy to, to beat final boss and they build up and they build up and then final boss just wins and then it's over. And you're like, what am I doing? Yeah, That's but that sounds like every... something I'd write. Yeah, and yeah, people would hate you for it. It <laughs> yeah. sucks. It's, you always think it's cool and different to have the bad guy win at the end. It isn't. It just sucks. You just have I, to do it in the right way. I'm still angry about Far Cry 5. I think, yeah, it was Far Cry 5. I still haven't actually end, played that one. The game is very good until you get to the ending. Spoiler alert, since you've had several years to play it. The yeah. bad guy wins at the end. And you know how infuriating that is as a, as a player? Anyway, yeah, Cody Rhodes loses the main event. And things have gotten even worse because... Do you have any idea about wrestling at all? I mean, somewhat. I've you played know, the 2K games. Do you know Vince McMahon? You, okay, so you know yeah. Vince McMahon? You know yeah. Triple H? Yeah. Triple H had taken over from Vince McMahon because yep. Vince McMahon had been accused of sexual assaulting people. I know about that. Uh, Vince McMahon is back. He has. I also know pulled, about that. <laughs> he has pulled off a coup, and his first episode back was this past Monday night, and it was awful. And now all of the goodwill that WWE had built up over the last few months, after the main event and what's happening with Vince McMahon now, is completely gone. I don't mind too much because <laughs> I watch the other company anyway. Uh, Go AEW, as Brian Danielson would say. So I don't mind too much, but it does suck for like the the actual fans of WWE. I think Nick is very much in that boat. And yeah, it's bad. They're fine for their lives right now. Honestly, uh, this probably would have been the best episode. Although, you know, there's other stuff, not the fire that we, that I do want to talk quite a bit about this episode. So I guess it's a good thing. You wait for the the Ramadan episodes to do that. All that talking. Yeah. Then the, but like, hopefully we can try to figure out scheduling better next week. So we can let, uh, let uh, Nick on so that you can talk about wrestling on a soccer podcast. Yeah, I'll do it as I as I'm in the Madison press box during the House Madison game, which we'll get to later. Um, the Bundesliga, I'll go through Europe pretty quickly. Bremen lose; they lost at home to Hoffenheim. Hoffenheim are in like the relegation kind of battle, but they're one of those teams that shouldn't be there. It's like you know how West Ham's kind of in the relegation scrap, but they shouldn't be. So like, if you lose to West Ham, it's not the end of the world. That's how it is for Hoffenheim. Bremen decided just not to defend for five minutes and conceded twice in that in that span. And then Bremen, they scored once, but they just had so many chances, so many opportunities that they just wasted. Bremen, you would hate Bremen in terms of just XG because their XG probably should be much, much higher than actual goals on most games. <laughs> it's all the games they lose, which obviously makes sense. The other day, that's why they lost them. But I've seen at least three Bremen games where you're just thinking to yourself, "How have they not scored more goals than they have on the day?" But I mean, they're going to be mid-table. I've I've accepted my my outcome. Hopefully they can just finish ninth instead of tenth to get like whatever extra money they can. And then speaking of money, Nicholas Fulkrug is probably almost certainly gone in the summer. Still a top goal scorer in the league, but there've been reports that like he wants to leave. And it's not like him forcing his way out, but he's just kind of walked up to Bremen. They're like, "Hey lads, I'm gonna I'm gonna get going if that's cool." And they're like, "Yeah, fair enough, mate. You are the top goal scorer I, I'm and the German striker." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So now Bremen's next task is making sure they get the most money for him. I'm hoping some Premier League teams get involved because they have dumb money. And I wouldn't be surprised if like Everton threw like 30 million at him. And 30 million would be huge for Bremen. 
So like, I'd be sad to see him go, of course, but as a Brayman fan, I'm actually not too annoyed about it or too sad about it because Brayman can use all the money they can get right now, Jake Lee. You almost have as much money as Brayman do right now. Um, the rest of Germany, it's bad. I can buy Bremen. <laughs> you know, calm down. I said almost. Uh, other German news real quick. Bayern sack manager Julian Nagelsmann. They appoint former Chelsea boss Thomas Tuchel. They beat Dortmund in the quote-unquote top-of-the-table clash, but like we all knew what was going to happen in that game. Did you see the opening goal in that game, by the way? No. Uh, so the Bayern center back plays a, a, a through ball. It goes. It's too far for the Bayern striker, right? The Dortmund keeper comes out and then just swings and misses. Then the ball rolls into an empty net. And then the game ends like 4-2, but it was it was pretty much like a 4-0 win for, for Bayern as always. Although Bayern did get eliminated from the DFB Bokal again. They lost to Freiburg today. So we're going to have a, a non-Bayern winner in the German Cup again, which is always fun. Yay. Uh, you won't be having in a while, by the way, Jiggly. A two-period space Bundesliga update. Oh, boy. If you want to hear what happened in the Heidenheim game. So Heidenheim are one of the teams fighting for automatic promotion, right? They are playing away to FC Kaiserslautern. They are up 2-0. In the 90th minute, Heidenheim gets a penalty. They miss it. In the 93rd minute, Kaiserslautern scores. In the 95th minute, Kaiserslautern scores again, and the game ends 2-2. Heidenheim went from a 2-0 lead and a penalty in stoppage time to tying 2-2. That is one of the most remarkable things I've seen in my life. Oh, I am going to be talking about a NWSL game later. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> so there's that. Hamburg have... You know how I always give you Hamburg updates? Yeah. And they, they, they're doing the same thing again. They've won only one out of the last five games, and they are now technically out of the top two spots. It is Darmstadt on 55, Heinheim 51, Hamburg 50. Now, in theory, there is going to be a bit of space between those three and the chasing pack. But there is a new contender, St. Pauli. Everyone's kind of second team. St. Pauli yep. has won every single game since the World Cup uh, ended. And they are now only six points off of Hamburg and seven in theory or in reality behind Heidenheim. St. Pauli's next games are away to Heidenheim. They're off a week and then they play away to Hamburg. So everything can become chaos now at the top of the the standings. Darmstadt look like they'll be okay, but they have to play at home to Paderborn and things get a little tricky for them. But this league is fantastic. I'll always love the two-period space Bundesliga, I think. It's just chaos every time. The two teams that got relegated into this league are in 12th and 14th place right now, by the way. <laughs> like, how does that happen? But yeah, so that's that's Germany. Uh, Premier League, I didn't see the game because it was the same time as Bremen, uh, Hoffenheim. But man, you lose to Newcastle. That has vaulted Newcastle into the top three. So technically, it's them, both those two teams, and then Tottenham are tied on the same amount of points. But let me just get my app to work properly for a second. What are you looking for? No, no, I've got the I've Premier League standings. Yeah. So Newcastle, Tottenham, are, and Man U are all technically tied on 50 points in, in terms of third, fourth, and fifth. But Tottenham have played two extra games and they just conceded a 90th minute equalizer to Everton and they tied Southampton the week before. They also fired their coach, Antonio Conte, who just wanted to leave. Yeah, Conte just kept ta- talking smack until they fired him, which is funny. So it looks like the top four is pretty set with Arsenal, City, Newcastle, Man U. But maybe there's a twist to the tail. I, I would very much doubt it. Uh, speaking of managers getting fired, Graham Potter was fired from Chelsea after only, what, six Wait, he actually was job? fired? Yeah, he was legitimately fired. 
And I think he's only been in the job for maybe five months. You think Brighton want him back? No, they're 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 they're, far, they're if anything they're the close. Oh my god, I was gonna they're say they're six. actually, and then they play uh, away to Tottenham in their next game. So if Brighton can get a win there somehow, they have legit top four aspirations somehow, which doesn't like, make sense when you look at Brighton and Helvalbian as a, I mean as a the club. thing the thing about Graham Potter is that like he seems like a guy that can make it work for a team like it's uh you know with Moneyball and like how Billy Bean like stuck with the A's instead of going like anywhere else. And obviously he's not getting anywhere, but he did make them like somewhat respectable for a while. And then, you know, the other guy, the the one who ended up with the Cubs, I completely forgot his name, but like he won with the Red Sox and he got the Cubs Theo to Epstein. win. Yeah. Theo Epstein. Oh, oh my and, God. Like, I thought I got the wrong name there. I thought oh, I said something horrific. Yeah. Go on. Continue. But like he, uh, he, he, he was able to do it with a bigger budget team but still was able to work like the Moneyball system. I think that the issue with Graham Potter is that, you know, he can do that Moneyball for a team like Brighton, but you put him in a team like Chelsea. And I mean, like the, the Chelsea owner, I don't think he knew what he was doing for a while. <laughs> and he just started shoving players onto the team. Yeah, I, see, I think your initial take isn't a bad idea, but it might be a little lazy purely because that Chelsea team is a mess. Yeah, Did no, and I mean, saw, I like, added that in as well. It's yeah. like, it's a complete mess. And, you know, he doesn't have the time to really do anything about it. I mean, all he's there for, you know, with this Chelsea team, you need like, I, you would need a tactician more than like a builder. And, and Graham Potter's a builder. And not, at the very least, if you have a builder, you got to give a builder time to build. Absolutely. This dude, this dude was there for two months. They gave him 50 dudes. And then they're like, all right, here you go, boss. You know what's a crazy fun fact? You know that Ukrainian kid Chelsea have? They could loan him out for the next three and a half seasons and then still have him at the club for four more years. That's how long his contract is. <laughs> I don't well, know I mean, that, 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 that's an issue in general. Like, I know like QPR has some issues with that too. I remember hearing that from, uh, from my conductor <laughs> that QPR has some issues with like buying players and like spreading out their contracts. I mean, that's how they were doing it with like, you know, the Juventus stuff, like, with them getting, you know, sued and everything. So like, it, it's a thing and you're seeing the product of that in Chelsea right now. And also you're seeing that a bit with like, you know, the lower end of United, you know, L- Liverpool is having those issues. Yeah. A lot of big clubs have issues shelving players and they ultimately just leave for free anyway. And I mean, we're, it's what we're going to see with Gaga. I don't think uh, we're going to see Gaga play in the Premier League for Chelsea. He might Chelsea... play for a different team in, in Premier League. If Chelsea don't, if Chelsea buy a keeper in the summer, Gaga's done for. But if they can give him a chance in the offseason, he actually has a chance because th- their their current goalkeeper situation is kind of a mess. And hopefully, well, yeah. the American owner will see the American kid and be like, you know what, make him play. But well, we'll it see. depends on who he signs as the next coach. It pro- hopefully, well, it's going to be Chris Armas. <laughs> You haven't even left the call. <laughs> I love how you didn't leave the call for a second. And I was just my like, phone, my phone is on the ground next to me. So I had to go like raise myself up, get to my phone, <laughs> pick up my phone, open up discord and then leave. I was still going to leave the other day. Oh, uh, I, early MLS update. Funny. Uh, Atlanta beat the Red Bulls, which just means I get to complain about the Chris Armas game again. 
I hate Chris Armour so much. Fantastic. Um, that is not it for England. Uh, I'll talk about the relegation monkey knife fight, as I put in the notes. Uh, Leeds beat um, Nottingham Forest. So as things stand, Jiggly, pay attention. What, if from, from 12 down, everyone's still involved. Crystal Palace, 30. Leeds, 29. Wolves, 28. West Ham, 27. Everton, Nottingham Forest, Bournemouth, 27. Leicester, 25. Southampton, 23. That is unbelievable. If, if you're at home, just look up the Premier League standings. Uh, you put it actually in the intro. I didn't put it in the notes, but Leicester did fire their coach as well. Leicester is uh, in danger. And I Brendan find and we, we've talked about this before that like this is like retribution for them just absolutely bottling like the glorious moment that they had. Yeah, no, it's weird. We, I, I felt like I was one of the only people that actually talked about like Leicester. The, they bottled Champions League qualification back to back years. And now. Like, yeah, they, they might actually get relegated. They, I mean, we haven't seen honestly. Like, it, it should be big news. It's like, I, I know Bristol Rovers was relegated eventually because obviously they're not in top flight anymore. But like, that was still during a period of like, when when did Bristol Rovers? No, Blackburn Rovers. I'm thinking. I was of. about to say why in heaven's name Bristol Rovers coming up. Blackburn, ooh, probably like 2012, 2013. Uh, that well, when when they were champions, that was uh 94, 95. Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, ninety four, ninety five was when they was when they uh, won the Premier League, and so that was still a period of time where you know the entirety of soccer was still like at a level where it's like, eh, there's some, there's some a chance things. for you to do that. Like it wasn't quite you know super teams as they are now. There were still obviously super teams, but like there was a chance for smaller clubs to pop up every once in a while. So I'm not going to count them in this, but if Leicester gets relegated. That has to be like the first, probably the first like major, uh, first team that won a major, uh, major league title that has been relegated without, you know, obviously Juventus because of, you know, fraud. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's I mean, weird Deportiva to think about. Deportiva de la Coruña, maybe. Yeah, there's, there's teams that like in different leagues, but it's certainly not in the Premier League. We've seen something like this. Yeah. Yeah, Never it'd be wild league. to see because this this Leicester team has talent. So if they get relegated, they're gonna have to sell so many dudes, and then it's just it's gonna become open season. Let me just check this. Yeah, Deportivo. Nope. Yeah, Deportivo. Uh, Deportivo de la Coruña won La Liga in two thousand. So I mean, that was once again still a time where stuff like that could happen. Yeah, I can't think of anything that's shocking. But you know. We move. I wouldn't mind seeing Lester getting relegated. I don't really care much for him. Yeah, I mean, at, at this point, like, I think both of us said much earlier in the season. At this point, like, it's surprising that they're still down there, but also not surprising. But like, both of us said earlier in the season that, like, I honestly would prefer them to get sent down after how much they've wasted their chance. Bottle jobs. Yeah. Um. I'll I mean, they, they'll uh-huh. always be able to say that they won it, but. But things could have been so much different. It? They could have been so much different. They could be a legitimate like top four team now if they'd built properly. And it's not even like they'd wasted like transfers. They just things haven't worked anymore. They won the they FA Cup, done I think, it. two years ago, which is weird. I don't know. Uh the other European update is that Messi's as good as gone for PSG. He was booed again by PSG fans. It's just it just doesn't work there anymore. I have so, something to talk about with him later. In the offseason, it'll either be what I assume 
will either be Barcelona, uh, like, you know, a triumphant return home, or if he chooses not to be in Europe anymore, the Saudi league, because they have billions of dollars they can give him and his family. I have a thing to talk about later. All right. Well, I'll talk about it later. I told you, I told you, I told you I'd, I'd, I'd explained why I asked you that one question like earlier last week. That I forgot to ask you. I don't even remember <laughs> the question. Okay, yeah, because I don't even remember it. That's good. Uh, go, talk, go talk about Japanese people. That yeah. sounded terrible. Hold on. J League. Do a different segue for that, please. <laughs> no, we're using it. Oh, I'm already saying J League, so we're, had, we're in it. That reminds me of a story. I'll have a quick story from work, real quick. Then, so I was in the backstock with a coworker as our like one of our bosses was about to leave right like not like a, a big boss at the, the store but like you know the next step up from us and I was telling, yeah and i was telling my my co-worker i'm like all right there's a one family there and then for some reason as the the department leader was walking by who's asian i just told my co-worker and then there's the asian over there and i don't know why i said it like that and even though it wasn't technically racist it just felt bad i just did not feel comfortable feel bad. And then yeah, so that that's that's there, there's my my second Asian related, potentially racist moment of the the week. Adnan hates women and uh, is racist. Hold on, <laughs> no, up up the French women's national team. Adnan, you have said before country. that you hate women on this podcast. On record, <laughs> on record, you have said. <laughs> hey, at least I'm not Islamophobic like you. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're just really, really. Yeah, can we can we end the episode before we start? calling each other out more. There's going to spend three minutes calling each other out and just ruining both of our lives. Anyway, uh, J-League. Kawasaki finally breaks their winless skid and picks up their second dub of the season. Only their second dub of the season. Uh, it was a 4-3 win in Hokkaido against Consadole Sapporo uh, with an 86-minute game winner against a team that was sitting near the bottom of the table. Uh, very not less good for a team that was supposed to, you know, continue to dominate this league. I don't know what has happened to Kawasaki. I'm too busy making motorcycles. I make that joke every week. I was just about to say, I think I make that. I finally realized it. I think we both finally realized it, that I make that joke literally every single week. <sighs> you say that every week. <laughs> it's not my fault to make motorcycles. Uh, and, and, and also, you keep getting it wrong, because Yokohama, who's known for motorcycles, I think. Well, they also have a team, to be fair. They and they also have, have tires. Team. Maybe I alternate the joke on a weekly basis when I just think about it. Anyway, uh, Sarazo Osaka take down leaders Yokohama Marinos 2-1, and there were two own goals scored in this game, one each. Nice. I love multi-own goal games. Uh, Kyoto lose 3-0 to Kobe, but uh, guess who made the Kobe bench? Andres. He's got a cool middle name. Let me, let me find his full name, actually. <laughs> I swear he's got a, like, a killer full name. Andreas Iniesta Luan is actually his name. Yeah. So in theory, his middle name is Iniesta. He's the captain of Vissel Kobe, apparently. Yeah. I mean, like they, they just give it to him. You ever, you ever, you ever <laughs> just have a captain? You just don't. Play. Then I was gonna make that joke about a captain doesn't play, but then I realized, man, use captain technically Harry Maguire. So and I, I and I joke. also and I also say that like what I I have uh, I've made suggestions before about having a about making the fire captain somebody who doesn't play, like Bornstein and last we, season. Yeah, Bornstein or was like pretty good. I think, I think Bornstein was vice captain last season. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, but yeah, he was an unused sub on the bench, but he is back. We know where he is. We finally located him. So, mm-hmm. uh, and Vissel Colby finally found him. Applause all around. 
We were already, we were joking before the episode about this. <laughs> yeah, because I, I wanted started. it to be I wanted it to be a surprise, but Adnan, uh, I used my thinking brain and read. <laughs> I, no, I did not read ahead though. I read the top part because I was interested, and then I'm like, I I thought it was Logan Paul's at first. But I'm like, why why have we found Logan Paul's? And then I remember. <laughs> so now, so I'm I'm one down. I know where Nest is. Now I just need to know where Logan Paul. Now is. we just need to find Logan Paul's. Logan Paz is gonna. Logan Paz probably just sat at home and shivered to himself. He has no yeah. idea why. I mean, that's what this podcast does. Anyway, uh, Shuto Machino blasts Shonan over Gambo Osaka by scoring four goals in a little over twenty minutes. That's they won four to one. Four twenty. Sorry. I. I mean, look. I really want like. The fire need to snatch up Shuto Machino before Europe notices. That sounds like the, that's a wrestler. That is the name of a wrestler. I mean, his first his his first name is Shuto. Like, there's actually a wrestler named Shuta <laughs> Shota Un, Unimo Umino well, Umino. I, I mean, have trouble with Japanese names. Well, uh, Shota is young boy translates to young boy, but okay. I don't know what Shuto translates to, but. It's I'm pretty sure it also essentially trans uh, is uh, the like actual Japanese pronunciation when someone yells shoot, and you know what he shoots the ball and he scores and I want him here. Man, kick ball. Hey, Man, kick ball we, going we, net. We haven't even gotten Kutsias yet, Jiggly. Don't put the card before the horse. Is there I like to run the, the two striker Kutsias? system. What? Is there any update there on Kutsias, by the way? You're the one who's supposed to be checking that tomorrow. See, that's the thing. So, like, that's your job tomorrow. <laughs> if someone else, because the pecking order is is Brian, and then it's other Alex, and then it's me. If either of those two steal my Kusia's question, I'm going to have a fight on the the broadcast or on the interview. <laughs> well, uh, we know that uh, other Alex is. It, 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 what are you? I have never actually met other Alex in person. I think you did. I shook his hand and said hello, and that was it. Okay. He's he's a he's a lanky boy and he's got huge huge hands. He should be playing in the NBA right by now. I'm kidding, of course. We don't. No, I'm just days. saying, like, how, like you could probably take him. I'm not like Brian is a bit of a wild card because I, I think he might just he might be meaner than you. Oh, Brian's probably unhinged. <laughs> yeah. Like if I, I tried to find him win. after he's had to write an article on deadline, he'd beat the life out of me. Like as as a, a, a like. As it, from actual fighting skill, you could probably win, but like, just no, you're not winning that one. Oh yeah, it, it, it's, <laughs> it's like the typical TV sitcom thing, where it's like the one character's really quiet and they piss them off too much, and they just beat the life out of everyone. Yeah. So anyway, Shuto Machino. Wait a second, I just realized Shuto. As I said, it sounds like shoot, and then Machino uh, machine. machine. Okay, He's a yeah. shooting machine. I'm going to put I'm putting them article. Get the fire to sign shooting machine. We need to sign him so we can make those jokes. Anyway, uh, here's a standings update for, for the J-League, though. Kobe is at the top with 15 points. It's six games played for everyone, uh, which, as I said, really stupid how Kawasaki has only gotten their second one of the season. Yeah, but, stop focusing on motorcycles. Kobe is at the top with 15 points, followed by Nagoya and Uroga Reds. Fukuoka is a point ahead of Marinos at 5th, and uh, then there's Kyoto at 7, and then 8th through 12th are all on 8 points. That's nice. Shona Belmare, FC Tokyo, Serzo Osaka, Kawasaki, and uh, Niigata. And... Oh, 
Yeah, you knew that was coming too. You make, that joke joke every, every you make those that joke every week. That, that joke I definitely make every week. Yeah. The motorcycle one probably alternates or whatever whatever team name comes up first. Nigata I make every single time. Every uh, single time. Anyway, uh and then what was it? Kashiro Raceall and Yokohama FC are at the bottom right now. So uh that's how that looks right now. And uh, moving on to women's uh, women's empowerment league, there was a ref exchange program with England. Uh, an important uh, referee from from uh, the FAWSL. She like uh, officiated the like FA Cup. I don't know. I showed Adnan like the actual thing at the game, and I didn't save it. It was uh, cool. But there was yeah, it, it's it's neat. Uh, but the game was for the Urawa versus uh, Niigata game, That'd be and. It ended in a blowout for Urawa because, like, obviously they they're dominating the league, and so is Kobe. Anyway, uh, Kobe was on their uh, We Action Day, and Jeff was scoreless against uh, Hiroshima, and Sendai beat Saitama one nil. Is so. it is it just tinfoil hat theory that the one weekend the women's Kobe team tie is off, and Yesta finally reappears on the bench? Hmm. <laughs> Maybe he's just a, a huge fan of the women's team, so he just goes to all big their fan. games to watch. Yeah. They're like, Andres, he, he, you have a game to play. He's like, no. I have like, to go support the girls. I have, to, I have to go. He's got like his little scarf and hat and like a little uh, little flag. <laughs> and they're, imagine... not, they're not even actually connected with... with Because uh, it's INAC Kobe and then Vissel Kobe. Oh, they're not connected. I, not okay, I, thought that, I don't I think thought they, they are. I just I like how I'm picturing Andreas Iniesta as like a eight year old kid at a soccer game when he's a World <laughs> Cup winner. <laughs> Legacy. Hey, this is what you know. What? Hey, he uh, he 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 was inspired to play by by an anime. Never forget that. Shut up. Shut up. Sorry. <laughs> that's that's my favorite thing when you tell me to shut up because that means that you have nothing to say. Yeah. You cannot deny that. It's it's no it's that I don't have anything more I don't, I don't have anything better to say. Sometimes just telling you to shut up is the best course of action. <laughs> anyway, there weren't any changes in the standings over the uh over this weekend because I mean, hey. It's it's a two-team league. But we've seen what happened what's happening this season with the J League, so like, you know what? We'll just keep following the Wii League and see what happens. Uh, but nothing, not, not much is going to happen this, this season. I'll tell you what, uh, anyway, moving on to the NWSL, the thorns stomped the KC current four to one, uh, Sophia Smith hat trick, uh, four goals. She's already scored four goals this season in two games. Yeah. The, there is a report recently about the KC current, a horrible treatment to a player, which yikes. And also, I don't know much about that. I didn't read too much into yeah, it. Because... All, I, all I saw was a tweet from, I think, the, the player's mother. Pretty much well, also... the whole story about how horrific her, her daughter had been treated by the KC Current. I'm not going to lie to you. Obviously, it's terrible. My brain remembered this because I, I hate the KC Currents because of the logo. So that's why I was like, all right. Well, I mean, no, it's, it's also... Team, bad logo. Like, and, and, and this is recent because uh, it says February 26th. Like it didn't say like a year in there. That's that's this year. That's earlier this year. Yeah, this off season. This off season. So yeah, it's it's not real. Uh, it, it, there's there's certainly things that are going on, and I know I saw a an article about it as well, but I just uh, I don't have that information at the moment. What I do know is that we are st- like 
the NWSL may pretend like they've finally gotten like all of the demons out. They haven't. No, they really that's haven't. What, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> Just when you think it's all clear, another thing no. is like, oh yeah, wait a second. Uh, then uh, it was two all in Louisville between Racing and the Washington Spirit. Uh, San Diego down the Courage three to one, and uh, that meant for meant another penalty for Alex Morgan to complete her brace. Uh, she's gotten two penalties so far this season in two Total. games. Total. Uh subtle hatred yeah she's like second in the golden boot behind sophia smith who's you know actually scored all of her goals uh I mean, you got morgan still has two goals she still she still did score three two goals. goals three goals sorry wow she got non-penalty goal Look she got one non-penalty she goal she's gonna start the world cup isn't she she is yeah no matter how much i hate it well i mean sophia smith did get one of her goals through penalty Ooh. so I do have an update, though. Uh, I have more reason to root for the women's French national team because they hired the men's Saudi Arabia coach. You remember yeah, that, that guy. That's cool. Uh, That's the, a French team. The, 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 the smoking hot man who was... Who... Okay, hold up, hold up. That is just come right from you. That is, <laughs> that is like, some people thought he was kind of like a foxy older dude, but you've just come straight out with that, Jiggly. Fair play. I, like, the thing about it is that... I, I remember... Oh, Jiggly's when... blushing now. I remember once talking to uh, I, I had a gay friend in in high school that I was talking about this one girl to him, and I was like, I mean, yeah, but she's really hot, and he said, yeah, she is, and yeah, I was just like, wait, but but you're gay, and he said, I may be gay, but I'm not blind, and so that's what I say about this man. I may be straight, but I'm not blind. As a good looking man. Uh, <laughs> now that Wojcicki spends twenty minutes talking about how good looking of a man this is. Well, I mean, I was also going to add, like, and, you know, what he did with Saudi Arabia. That that was a genius tactical maneuver when he beat Argentina. Yeah. Like, he, he knows what he's doing. And it's really cool to see a men's, a men's coach move over to the women's side and not have it be someone who was, like, a reject, you know? Yeah, no, it's a big boy hire. Unlike, you know, Gary Neville, who is absolutely a reject. <laughs> yeah. Viva la France. Uh, I can say that. Do we, forward, is, is there any update on if Winard's coming back or is she still like gone, gone? I have not heard anything yet. I'll do more research when the World Cup starts. Uh, Rain beat Gotham 2-0. I think I said that. Uh, anyway. All right, back from the politics sidebar. Uh, <laughs> the women, the women's game. Yes. Angel City uh, in particular. NWSL got a bit drunk in Angel City's win over Orlando. I was looking for something. I still haven't been able to find the reason why a specific thing happened in that game. Tell me why. Sorry. No. Okay. I mean, you can't uh, tell me why. You can't find it. Ayo. Angel City picked up a penalty in the first half, but that was cut down by rookie Messiah Bright early in the second half. Uh, so it was 1-1. Simone Charlie replaced Alyssa Thompson, uh, the high school draft pick, in the 58th minute. And I cannot find... Why? But Simone Charlie had to be taken off the pitch in the 84th minute. I'm still looking to okay. see if it was like an in, like what the injury was, like what happened there. I mean, that actually happened in the Bremen game. Hoffenheim's substitute had to be substituted off, but they said he picked up a minor knock. So I assume it's yeah. the same thing. Like, I, like I, I would assume that it's an injury, but I haven't actually seen anyone report that. Maybe it was just like a knock. Yeah. I mean, it... it it's a bit weird. Uh, anyway, uh, th so Katie Johnson came on for Simone Charlie, uh, which you may know that name as a former Red Stars. Uh, she, we, uh, the Red Stars traded for her 
uh, you remember when the draft was in Chicago? Yeah. They traded for her that week. Nice. Um, anyway, and she didn't really do much with the Red Stars. But uh, Angel City got another penalty in the 89th minute, but uh, Emsley could not convert that one. And then they almost got another penalty a couple minutes later, uh, but it was called offside. Uh, but it was called offside. So, uh, you know, it was offside before the penalty was committed. So no penalty there. And in essentially the final play of the match, 100th minute, uh, Apparently the latest, uh, the latest, the latest game-winning goal ever. Katie Johnson got the game-winning goal. But the, the, I would, I would assume the hundredth minute would be the latest game-winning goal, considering it is the hundredth minute. I don't know. We've seen later. Well, we have. Uh, it just, it thing. just barely got into. Actually, I'm looking at uh, it right now. It barely got into the one hundredth minute. Nice. It was like eight minutes of extra time, and uh, she got ahead on it at like nine minutes seven seconds. Off of a nice. corner kick, and she and you know what? The first person that went up and hugged her, another uh, another Red Stars player, Savannah McCaskill, former Red Stars player, Savannah McCaskill, and also McCaskill was player of the game. Nice. So that was nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm that, still that looking is. for what happened to Simone Charlie because she's like a pretty damn good player, and I don't know what happened. Just give up, Jiggly. Sorry. But that, that doesn't matter. You know, I usually give up. I didn't put it in the notes, but San Jose's game in MLS, I think, I forget who it was against. Let me look it up real quick. Their game had three penalties. I think it was against the Dynamo. Um, yeah, the San Jose beat the Houston Dynamo 2 1, and every single goal was a penalty. Vibes. Jiggly, stop I'm, I'm still, No, stop I'm, I'm, I'm still. No, I'm actually, I'm looking at the stuff about the fire. No. The the Chicago mayor race right now. Okay, yeah, it's still gone. <laughs> it's still it's gone. Great, great update, thank you, Jiggly. It's still gone. And now our election update still happening. It's still going. Uh, <laughs> thank you. I just find it interesting. You know, it, it's a very close race. It's like this what point seven point seven difference. This is why we don't do politics. No. Uh, well, I mean, we kind of do talk about it sometimes, but that's because you can't avoid it because everything is political. You can't just stick to sports, lads. Red Stars lose home opener 2-1. Uh, they gave up an early goal to former Red Stars player Maria Sanchez is in the everyone, fourth minute. Is everyone in the league a former Red Stars player? Honestly, anyone who's good is a former Red Stars player. That's fair. <laughs> that, and that's the same. Is that the, the Richard Sanchez wife, Maria Sanchez? No. No, Maria Sanchez is different. Uh, Richard Sanchez, uh, I don't know if they're still together, but uh, you're girlfriend. thinking of, okay. yeah, you're thinking of uh, Christina Murillo, and oh, she's playing. In, she's okay. playing in Liga MX right now. Oh, good for her. I I believe she is anyway. Uh, yes. And uh, own goal returned for the Red Stars in the 19th minute as Natalie Jacobs sent it into her own net. Uh, but the Red Stars conceded a penalty in the 60th minute and Deanna Ordonez converted, meaning this is the first time two Mexican players scored for the same team in the same game in the NWSL. It's been a while. Was it, was it 2021 or 2022 when they got all the own goals? That, was, that, that would have been 2021. Okay. That was a good time. Uh, leading goal scorer, own goal. And uh, from what I can tell, it had like a similar energy to the fire game where it's like, eh, not much to talk about here. Yeah, but I mean, it, you'll get to later. The, the you you said it was the first time two Mexican players had scored in the same game in the the women's league. So yeah. that's nice. Up the is 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 Mexico going to meet the World Cup? I 
don't think so. Man. Because you would expect, because I know they're, they're, it's Liga MX Femenil. They're, they're right? working on it, yeah. Liga MX Femenil. So maybe maybe like another cycle and they'll, they'll be good. Oh, I mean, I think they only bring like one team from CONCACAF. Or something really? like that. Oh, well, no. Well, US and Canada are obviously there, right? Let me check this. Christian really Sinclair quick. is going to be playing in the World Cup until I'm 55. Pretty much. Uh, let me just check who has qualified. It is, okay, they still got some playoff games going. But uh, let's see. New Zealand, Australia, US, Sweden, Germany, England, France, Spain, Canada, Netherlands, Brazil, Japan, Norway, Italy, China, South Korea, Denmark, Switzerland, Ireland, Colombia, Argentina, Vietnam, Costa Rica, Jamaica, Nigeria, Philippines, South Africa, Morocco, Zambia, and then the three playoff games. And that's, uh, well, it looks like that's going to be Portugal and uh, Portugal, Haiti, and Panama, I believe. Hmm. So no Mexico. And you heard plenty of CONCACAF teams there. <laughs> Maybe one day. I mean, I think, I think they'll get there sometime soon. Like, I think they're definitely building. Like, they're not exactly anywhere close to the way that a lot of, you know, all of these other, a lot of these places are, but they're building. I think, mm -hmm. like, they should be better than, you know... I'm trying to, Actually, yeah, I was about to say they should be better than, and then I just paused, like, wait a second. No, Not they shouldn't. Yet. Not Jamaica. They wouldn't be better than Jamaica. They wouldn't be better than Canada. But definitely, you know, anyway. Panama, Costa Rica, both in CONCACAF, I think that they could, that they should be trying to find their way above them soon. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of their goalkeeper. Who? CC Santiago. Good name. Good name. <laughs> um, just... So, do you want me to take MLS from here then? Uh, yeah, take MLS. I just need to check this really quick if I got the, the last name right. I'll go through the notes. Uh, St. Louis fought, loses their first game of the season at home to Minnesota. Jiggly has put in the notes here. Sono backpass smashes phone in honor of that one vine from back in the day. It is very yeah. funny. Yeah, St. Louis did not get a backpass given to him, and they didn't know what to do, apparently. Kidding, of <laughs> course. But it'll be interesting because now, obviously, as we'll get to, Minnesota's next game is away to the fire. So... Are they, is Minnesota actually decent now? I thought they disappeared. Marco, why do you? Yeah, they they've done pretty. They're, they're undefeated. Fourth. Yeah, they've they're undefeated they're right now. Yeah, fair play to them. And I mean, they just picked up the biggest one of the season so far, probably going to St. Louis and beating them. Um, Jordan Morris scores again. Uh, Seattle's also been a very good team. They've won four out of six, scored twelve goals. I think Morris has probably like six of them by now. He's playing centrally, so maybe the Sounders are back. Sounders are probably back. I mean, the Sounders are always gonna be kind of good. Um, I just scrolled away. You've put a note about Toronto being mid, which probably makes sense. They're still without Insigne. They are one four and, and they are, one. They're the most mid team. They one four and one. Very much stuck in the middle there. Yes, I mean they've only. I was about to say they're just like the fire, and the, the only reason why the fire aren't one four and one is because they've they've played one less game than Toronto. Bernard actually scored an Olympico at least, so that's cool. But yeah, Toronto's still building or trying to figure out what they're doing. I just want to say interesting. I just wanted to give an update to because I, I did we needed to check. Yes, it's uh CC Santiago, which fun fact, she was the youngest goalkeeper to ever appear in a world appear in a World Cup. Sixteen oh, so years old, two hundred and fifty one days. Oh nice. So the Mexico has made twenty eleven the World Cup in the past. Interesting. Yeah. 
Okay, so yeah, there's that. Um, Cincinnati, Cincinnati is undefeated. You, I like you put question mark. Like you can't just look it up and confirm yourself. No, no, it, they are. I'm just confused why. They they are apparently the MLS Burnley, where they're just very <laughs> ugly to play against. Where they've their their goals four is only eight, and in comparison, Atlanta has thirteen. Columbus is Columbus has four points less than Cincinnati, and they scored seven more goals. But Cincinnati has only given up four goals. And three of them came up against the fire, remarkably enough. How did that happen? That is weird. Yeah, Cincinnati conceded once to the Dynamo on opening weekend. And other than the three they conceded to the fire, they've not conceded a single so they've other conceded, goal. So they've conceded all of their goals to two of the worst teams in the league. No, no, no. If I look up the table right now, I don't think Houston's actually that bad. Let me find the I list. I mean, just like on... like. Hey, the Houston. If the play, if the season ended today, the Houston Dynamo would be in the playoff picture somehow. I mean, I'm talking about just like you look at the way that oh, their yeah, teams are built. Funny. Like the two worst teams in the league are the Fire Houston, and Houston. Houston scored five goals in total, and one of those came against the Cincinnati team. That's insane. Um, but yeah, I mean, so, so I did not expect Cincinnati to be a team like this. Like I know people had high hopes for them. I don't think they'll be able to continue it, but fair play if they do. New England's also just in third for some reason. Like no one's been talking about them, but they're, they're just out here. They're just in third. Fair play to them. Um, the last MLS thing I, I put is that I, we haven't been paying attention yet, but as respect of our self fans of the podcast, they've been fighting for their lives. They've conceded thirteen goals so far this season, Jiggly. Yeah, it hasn't been good. They've conceded four each in their last two games, and. Other than their opening day win in uh, against Vancouver, they've lost every single game, which does not sound ideal. I'm not gonna lie to you. Well, I mean, you look at uh, the two teams that they that they gave up four goals to: St. Louis, who have been somehow on a tear scoring, uh, so you know that they gave them a back pass, and yeah, they give them, Columbus they Crew gave them one at least, and the Columbus Crew, who are like they're coached by Wilfred Nancy. And are essentially just like the, you know, I, I said this uh, in my season preview that they are, Wilfred Nancy's coaching is the epitome of no defense, only offense. And so this is one of those games that it works. Yeah. So I'll give them, I, I could give them a pass for those two games. I did tell you Columbus would be cooking this year, by the way. I did call that. But then again, Jiggly, you make good points about ourselves. But then again, you look at their goals for and goals against. It is oh, three yeah. and 13. No, they they got a negative ten goal differential. Already, we are five games into the season, and yet and they're you not last. Uh, you look at Montreal, and they're doing almost as I bad there. And they only have one jersey. I they only have one the, jersey. The MLS tiebreaker is most wins, by the way. The MLS tiebreaker is most jerseys. Okay. <laughs> All right. I hope you're happy with that one. I immediately got a laugh out of you. Got no reaction out of me, but. Yeah. Um. So that that's it for MLS kind of usual weekend. Neither of us got to see anything in MLS because obviously if you get to if you go to a, an MLS game, you miss every other MLS game as a result. No. They post they, they started showing the games in the stadium. That is true. I, I, I put I complained about that at the game. I I think I can't blame the fire because I assume it's an Apple like command. Like it's an Apple thing, it's an MLS thing, but like that's so Bush League. That's so bad. There were there yeah. They were showing legitimate highlights of other games during the, the only game time. The only time that I would that it was okay to show highlights of any other game while the fire was playing was like the Hawks were in like game five of the Stanley Cup. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the one time that. Loyola was in the final four. And even then, I don't think they put highlights. They just put the um, the uh, scores. Well, I remember that, uh, like, the Hawks winning against uh, against the Flyers. Uh, they had that game on after the game, after, like, the fire game ended. They just was like, okay, cool, put the Hawks on. Nice. <laughs> put the Hawks on in, at Toyota Park. All right, we're done with this now. Yeah. We move on. Uh, then, okay, are we done with MLS? Uh, yeah, so I can talk about the Chicago house real quick. Uh, they did not play today because if they did, I would be at the game right now. Their game got postponed to next week due to weather. I assume in Madison there's been storms and there's well, been bad winds. Storms uh, like kind of kicked down near our area as well. Yeah, it wasn't that it wasn't as bad as we thought it would be, but like yeah, it's the same thing of like weather. You know, just a band of storms just every weekend. <laughs> you don't want you don't want people driving in these conditions, especially like making the truck up there. So the yeah. game will instead of being this Tuesday, it'll be Tuesday the let me put a date at least so it makes some sense. The listeners, the eleventh, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Tuesday that's the eleventh, six p.m. I will be there. Uh, convince your dad to drive you and the family, so I don't have to drive you. Possibly, we'll be there. Yeah. Okay. Or if anything, you I think I don't have a class on Wednesday next week. I do so. <laughs> Yeah, I have to get the day off work now, which is funny. But I'll, I'll cross that bridge when I get there. Uh, anyway, uh, next is MLS Beautiful Dreamer. I don't know. I, 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 we ran out of like video games and stuff, so I just started putting like anime subtitles. Of course, it's anime. I was gonna say, what's the context? Of course, it's anime. Yeah, it's Urusayatsura, Beautiful Dreamer. Uh, Shut up. I'm sorry. It's it's actually a very important film in the general context of film because Mamoru Hosoda's uh, first like well it wasn't his first film but like it was the one where he started working on like all of the themes that he'd work on in Ghost in the Shell, which Ghost in the Shell ended up leading to The Matrix. So I liked the dog. I thought it was funny he could talk. <laughs> That's my go-to anime reference now. Uh. <laughs> Anyway, Fire are ranked third in the power rankings in MLS uh, Next Pro. So that is funny. Yeah, uh, and like they, but despite going down to man in the 39th minute, they dominated Toronto the entire game. Who got sent off? Uh, it was a defender. Oh, the new guy. The new guy yeah, new yeah. Uh, the new guy. But yeah, that was a. Uh, it, it, it's interesting to see the Fire actually in like around the top of a power ranking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fair play to him. Did Amazberg play again this weekend? I assume. No, Amazberg. Actually, they didn't have anybody who was like a part of the first team. Uh, Weird. Yeah. Which like, again, they kept, we'll talk about this when we get to like, hey, they've the main got some, team. But, like, they've got someone that should be part of the main team. That's Charlie Ostrom, the, the second goal scorer. Yeah. Uh, the goals were scored by Eric Leonard and Charlie Ostrom. Eric Leonard being the former Madison player. Bald white dude, just add you know, that he's to like bald white 27, dudes. 28. He looks thirty-five. I know, right? Problem. He just and looks thirty-five. Yeah, I was gonna mention that. Like, it's not from having old dudes like uh, like how Columbus had last season. Like, you know, Leonard, Kid, and Gall are like the only older dudes on that team. Oh, I forgot and, Jeff Gall's with the, the two team. Yeah, he's with the two team, and yeah. like Leonard didn't even start. I don't think. So yeah, that that's that's pretty neat. Uh, yeah, Eric Leonard, Charlie Ostrom scored, and uh, they somehow finished the game before a massive storm rolled through the area on Friday. Oh yeah, that was bad. I was in Chicago on Friday night. It was it got bad at one point. Well, the thing is, is that like 
we once again had like, you know, tornado sirens going off in our area. And my mom's just looking outside like, oh, there's not much like rain. <laughs> oh, there's a train. Oh, there it's deciding to it's just deciding to honk for no reason. Fives. If I um, was a train. If I was a train. Uh yeah, it's it, it they they just absolutely dominated. I do have to give a shout out to that Toronto goalkeeper. He had an amazing game. And nice. like the fire were just running over them, but he made made some really good stops. Uh I didn't really watch much the second half because as I said, I was uh well, I didn't just say that. As I as I said, there was a massive storm, and so uh, we ended up in the basement for a while. Uh, Mike still won't come near me because I had to hold on to her to make sure she stayed in the basement, and she was not yeah. happy about that. <laughs> Man, that dog. That dog's still going. No, the cat. Oh, sorry, the cat. The, well, the cat, I, I know less about. The dog's still going, at least. Uh, oh, wait, did I not tell you about Zora? Oh, no. Yeah, she died. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Uh, but we got a we, we we had gotten a new dog a little while before that, Martha. Okay, well. But uh, if you come over with Martha here, uh, we might have to put her on a leash as you come in because she is very she she she's initially aggressive, and then the moment that you hand her a treat, you're her best friend. She's Islamophobic. That's wild. Uh, if you have a treat, yeah, is it, you're fine. <laughs> so uh, okay, so it's okay if I'm Muslim if I have a treat. Yes. That's wild. That's wild. <laughs> Out of context. Anyway, uh, I didn't say anything else about uh, MLS Next Pro because the site still sucks. So, like, I'm not going to deal with that site. No, it's terrible. It's, it's, no one cares about that. And also, got, like, they, they don't have, like, the proper roster up either. Because uh, I remember when the, the two leagues started, I was like, this could be my chance to get in here. And I emailed someone at the fire. I'm like, hey, if you guys need help covering the fire too, let me know. And they're like, oh, no, we're going to handle it with our, our people. And I'm like, okay, I guess they're going like, to you know, make them do a bit more work. No, they're just not going to cover the fire, too, apparently. They're just going to tweet a bit, and that's it. But yeah. that's, that's what everyone's doing, because whatever. I wish, I wish people cared more about MLS, too, because it seems like a fun league. But yeah, I mean, it'd be, well, they, okay, here's the thing with uh, the presentation of it. Because at halftime, it, it's, on, it's on Apple TV. So like, if you want to watch it, it's there. But oh, yeah. uh, at halftime of the game, they started showing stuff about Austin's second team. This is a game between the Fire and Toronto. Mm -hmm. And it's about Austin. Why? You have, you're, you're, you're requiring so much work out of all of these teams in the league. And you're just not even using it. This is a single entity that's fine as Shigley. It's so stupid. They want, that's, once again, it's this like backwards thing of like, they want you to be a fan of the entire league, but they don't want you to watch all of the games. Like they don't want you to be a fan of a team. They want you to be a fan of the league. I still don't get the premise though, because I've seen a thing where it's like, yeah, they have all these kickoffs schools together to increase ticket sales in the stadium. Why would Minnesota, like why would Houston playing RSL at 5 PM impact me going to a fire game at 7:30? What does that have to do with anything? It's so stupid. And, like uh, a I lot, mean, of, a lot about that that Apple deal is so stupid. There's been a lot of tweets too. Where apparently, Apple's like, "Ayo, no one cares right now." And um, yeah. Apple has a get out clause, which would be so funny. I hope, I hope it gets cut halfway through the season, and then all all the MLS games are on like. I mean, they're, Chicago. They're they're waiting waiting Chicago. Chicago. I want MLS direct kickback. Give me MLS direct kick or give me death. 
I mean, they can fix MLS 360. It's possible to fix that, but they're just not willing to. I mean, they don't, they're afraid to fix it. Hey, I've, I've, in my personal experience, half the time the MLS app has not worked on the television. So they got to fix other stuff too. Yeah. Give me back. We both, we, we both want my Chicago. Put every game on Nickelodeon. I, honestly, I want to see MLS on Nickelodeon. Let's see what happens. Get Tyler Terrence doing commentary on Nickelodeon. Honestly, like, man, I, I, if they want to do MLS on Nickelodeon, I would love to be a part of that. Just new channel every week. Make it as difficult yes. as possible for everyone yeah. watching. Oh, hey, we're, it rotates. we're on Lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> we're on TBS today? Nice. I'm not going to be able to watch my wrestling on TBS because the fire are playing. No, you, you know, you, you remember the NWSL Lifetime deal? Oh, no. You know what that reminds me I don't remember <laughs> that, but you know what that reminds me of? You know where I want MLS games now? I want it on Twitch. I want MLS fighting each other. I want MLS fans <laughs> fighting each other in the, the comments and the live oh, feed. Oh, God. No, but like they do have stuff on YouTube. Like they had some. Like, I, did I tell you about the YouTube chat uh, on the Open Cup game? No. It was bad. Ooh, I, like, look, man, it was Chicago House against Milwaukee Bavarians. That you'd think that they'd talk about like the teams or the tournament or like the area. They're talking about NYCFC's attendance. Every, <laughs> every single week I load up my stream to watch NFL, I see uh, a racial slur immediately in the chat. So just it's just a human nature at this stage. Like it, it's so like it, it's just so toxic and dumb and stupid, and I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> and of course, if it's Twitch chat, they're gonna have like like how the NWSL had been doing it, where like mid game they're like, "Which emoji describes your feeling about your team?" It's like uh, I don't, ca- I just want to watch the game, man. <laughs> I don't want to deal with this. Hashtag uh, vibe check in chat, and you can do a command. <laughs> Yeah, I got nothing. I mean, I say pogs in the chat as a joke. Okay. No one should ever pog in the chat. I want to see no pogs one should in be the in chat. chat. And the fire go down four zero to Minnesota. <laughs> you just see all the young fire fans on Twitch just commenting about how depressed they are. Sag, Sag, Sag. F F F F. Yeah, I why well, would drop an F in the chat? Absolutely, that is most I, of the games. I would have a Twitch chat open uh, on, on like at the press box, just so I can put just so you can keep chat. typing. F. You just hear you just hear the director of communications. The press goes, "Ah, oh, no, get the stream off for crying out loud!" I can see your comments. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, uh, so you can have the fire. Game. On. I, I the only thing I put in here. I mean, obviously we're gonna put it. The only thing I put in here is something that uh, you know. I completely like a random dude. No, it's not a random dude. It, I, I know his name's Rusty, and I know, like, I mentioned his name to my dad, and he's like, Yeah, I know that name from. Cannot place who he, where, who he works for, but no I know idea. he works for like a legacy, uh, a legacy site. Uh, but uh, he, we were in the elevator going down, and uh, he mentioned, uh, You know, this is where you earn your money as a, yeah. as a, as a journalist. A completely boring game. What do we think? <laughs> That game pissed me off. It, it was some of the worst decision making I've seen in a soccer game in my life. It just every things just got dumber and dumber. The highlight was I think like 15 minutes in. You and I because oh for context, Jiggly joined me in the press box. By the way, he this was his game apparently. This was my one game, and he was sat next to me. And then at one point, uh, the fire crossed the ball into the penalty area, 
and it goes right to a DC defender, and he he heads it away for a corner. But for a split second in time, it looked like he was just going to put a bullet header into the back of his own net. Man, was that was so funny. Straight there. No, but there, like we got like absolutely perfect views of all the times a cross was put into was put into the box. Nobody in the middle in, in the middle of the pitch, and Casper is just somewhere off to the side. Like, why didn't you pass it to me? <laughs> I, yeah, he had picked up some positions at least, but it was yeah. It, it just it always felt like he was in the wrong spot somehow. It's like every time he's like, all right, I'm going to go near post. And then the ball would just go the other way. And he'd be like, okay, I can go far post now. And it would just go back the other way again. Why did he start, though? How are you going to have your striker? How are you going to have Kai Kamara score in the 90 in stoppage time to win the game and then bench him in the next game? I mean, I that was he's a, old. A, yeah, like I, I, that was going to be my question. Actually, when we went to the press conference, that was going to be my question. And then I saw something on Twitter and I was like, yeah, I'm going to ask that question because I already wrote a question that was similar to it. So, uh, why did I waste the question on Miguel Navarro? I hate Miguel Navarro. <laughs> I just needed confirmation that I no longer have to see Miguel Navarro. And I did not get that, which is the scariest thing. Be anyway. afraid. But like, um, do, you have, do you have story of the game to give? No, it was just ugly. It was just one of those games. It's it, it, I, literally nothing. It's not a good result for the fire, obviously, to drop points at home against a team that's not as talented as D.C., DC got their point on the road, so they're not going to be upset about it, at least. No, it Rudy was just seemed, ugly. Rudy didn't seem happy, but he seemed content. Yeah, <laughs> which like, is funny. Yeah, we'll they, get out of here. <laughs> it kind of seemed like Ezra was happier with the points. Ezra yeah. seemed way too happy the post game. Uh, Ezra seemed happier. Well, I mean, you know, Ezra seems like a more joyful guy than Rooney. I mean, let's no, be honest true. here. I but, mean, like, it, yeah, it's it, it seemed like Ezra was much more happy with getting a point at home than Rooney was. And, and the breaking worst thing, his losing streak. And the worst thing is, DC were the better team to end the game. From like the 75th minute onward, the, the DC were better other than like the Kai Kamara chance laid on, of course. But DC took control of the game. It was weird. Well, I mean, that, and, hey, yeah. that was my question to Rooney about the, about the changes that they made at halftime, which was they pushed up their line and the fire just didn't really do anything about that. They did play I mean, the for, worst. That first half was some of the ugliest soccer. Every single time DC got the ball, they just lobbed it to Penteke. It was so funny. And every single time. And honestly, like it, it worked. It did. I mean, they, <laughs> like it didn't get a goal, but like it worked in terms of their strategy, where it's like suddenly the fire aren't doing what they apparently want to do. I love which, it. I mean, yeah. And the fire made it ugly against Philadelphia, so they they know what it's about. The game is the game. I like how DC United are coached by Wayne Rooney. What what That's is happening, just, man? It's just wild. And he's playing the the most horrific style of soccer. What is this? But yeah, I mean, we had a good time at least. I got to this drive Jiggly home. I got to drive Jiggly home, which was a fun bonus after the game due to to issues. So we got to chat about that post game. The the post game talk just never ended. No, uh, when I we, were going to, box, we were going to just like uh, t- turn on turn on the just pull out my phone and just record the episode there. Yeah, I, I think I told Jiggly as we got into the car just to not say anything, and we just drive in silence the entire time. <laughs> Yeah, the highlight of the night was when I, I walked into the press box and I look at the list of names so I can see where I'm sat and I just see Jiggly Corolla and I just immediately brought out where is he just on instant. <laughs> and God bless Elizabeth Sanchez, the, the director of communication there. And she just goes, oh, he's not here yet. It was either him or Joe, Joe Chats, the, the on-tap sports guy. But someone immediately just surprised me. Oh, he's not here yet. And I go, okay. And I, I had a headache. I was I had been busy <laughs> with stuff and I had been like fighting. And then I just see Jiggly. I'm like, oh, brother. And I had to, I had to, at one point, apologize. I'm like, Jiggly, I can't do this right now. Give me a second. And then I ate like four cheeseburgers, which was, or four sliders, which is a good time. 
Same. And then I think I had how many of the cupcakes did you have? Because I think I had three or the cheat. I had I had two. I had three. One too many. Two was the right call. But yeah. the fact that the, the, the best thing about the night was the, the food in the press box and the fact Honestly, that the yes. game and the fact that I was able to get my article done early because nothing happened late on, that was a good time. I mean, I did tell you, like, don't get it too fast because man, that's uh Yeah. That 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 ending almost did it. Almost yeah. did it. That Kamara had a chance in like the 90 something minute, but Tyler Miller, who was still playing at MLS, made the save. Not really like a great save because Kamara probably should just be scoring there anyway. But you know, yeah, he he, he aimed it like right at him. But yeah, see, Jiggly, that's just the risk I take with the fire because I mean, you pre-write the article and then if a goal happens, I mean, you're gonna have to change it anyway. So, and I got lucky yeah. there. I had my article done before the press conference, and then I asked Wayne Rooney question, and I just started smiling at him like a creep. Such a good time. <laughs> I didn't see that bit because you were in front of me. Yeah, I just started. I just started looking at him, and smiling. He probably hated me for it. <laughs> looking He's like. Just, the that one that one uh mega church leader that yeah. just sat I just sat in the front row and started smiling. Imagine imagine being Wayne Rooney, having to coach your team against the fire and the horrific game of soccer, you get a point and then you go to the pro scheme press conference and one of the dudes just sat there happy as can be. Just having the time of his life. You know, he's, this, he's just a little guy. Just, he's vibing. Just a, just a stupid just kid with the man you sticker on his laptop looking at you. All happy because he asked about a, well, a mean, random you know, player. Right next to that was me with anime stickers. <laughs> All right. Duality of man on show once again. Yeah, I got nothing else for that though. It's 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 too early. Like if this was like a game in like July, would there be more takeaways because we'd know more? But yeah, Jonathan I mean, Dean is like, good. I think I had to play, so that was nice. I mean, the big um, thing with that with that game is that was, I think, you know, I said that they were going to lose it. But I think that was a game, another game where it's like, this is your chance to win. Yeah, no. And if, if people put more pressure on the fire, they'd be a lot more upset that they didn't win the game. But it's the fire at the end of the day. So what are you going to do? Yeah. Although and it does put more pressure on the next game, which I guess we can get to if well, it's okay. We don't have to. Because there was a, I, I was happy about getting, because you mentioned that like, oh, that was the first time that he actually like specifically put pressure on Heights. When I, oh, the, yeah. Yeah. Post game. We both kind of made questions relating to substitutions. Mine was about a particular player, but your question was about why are there no substitutions made or until later. Because it was only two subs uh, that whole game. And as we flat out said that all these uh, uh, substitution options pretty much on the bench were defenders, except for Mesa Rodriguez, who they didn't didn't play him in the Fire Two game though. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with him. And I mean. If Bazira wasn't injured, he still wouldn't have played. That's the only reason why he has an excuse, at least, to not play Bazira. But if Bazira was healthy, he wouldn't have played either, probably. Ezra does not think he has enough options off the bench. Gutierrez is coming, but it's still not enough. We don't, he's huh? stuck. He, we don't know where Gutierrez is. He's stuck somewhere in like the AGNC. And we won't have a Gutierrez update until I've, I have to ask again on Wednesday. Which reminds me, I have to email someone about to make sure I get to the press conference just so I can make sure I ask about Gutierrez. As we're gonna hear me, he's like, "All right, uh, as we go to Adnan Bash now, and as we're really gonna know what the question is." And he's gonna start crying. He's like, "I don't know when he's coming in, man. I got nothing." Yeah, uh, uh, Kutsias is still on uh, Calypso's Island. That's a reference to something, guys. To the Odyssey. The boat. The Odyssey. The boat. What's the boat where you took away all the parts until it doesn't become the boat anymore? No, that's the ship of Theseus. Yeah, he's on the ship of Theseus. No, on, do you not do you not know the Odyssey? Uh, it's a book. Yeah, it, it's it's. Know. Oh, it is okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Muslim. It, it's I'm a legendary. Know. Sorry, 
Well, <laughs> they force you to read it in school, in public school. They didn't force me to read it, apparently, because I don't know what you're talking about. I, I actually not, still I, have it. I'm not yeah. in school, apparently. For context, you was talking about how there's elections at a school board, which may involve far-right leaders, but we'll, that's a separate <laughs> point for a different thing. I want to make sure I clarify yeah. school. <laughs> well, um... He is, he is not here, which is all that matters. You know the thing where it's like the missile, no, the missile knows where it is because it knows where it's not? That's Crucius's update. He knows he's not in Chicago. That, that's it right now. Um, but yeah, you're going to talk about... Um, U15. Oh, uh, well, the U15 yeah, Academy is doing pretty damn good. Uh, they're in the round of 16 Generation Adidas Cup so far and nice. dominating their age group. Uh, they've got Monterey next, uh, the day that this episode comes out, and it will be on Apple, so you can check it out there. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is, Adnan, I'm going to pull this back up. You can also check. Uh, I, I've been sending you updates about the mayor election, uh, but I need to go scroll back up to find where I told you about this, or at least asked you this question. And I specifically told you not to not to make fun of me asking it, because I have reasons why I'm asking. Okay. Uh, where is this? There it is. Uh, it is this thing right here, which is this lineup that I created. Just to, try to check if if it could work. No. Oh God. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. So, one day, one day I'm at work and I do all my work and I get home and I'm tired and I'm fasting, all this stuff going on, and then I look at Jiggly and sent me a lineup with Messi in it for the Chicago Fire. So here's the thing about that. <sighs> No, this this is this is something that I'm not saying it's going to happen. This is something that it's like, I think that it would be very good for MLS if they do this. So here is a list of facts. It was just reported that Messi will not be returning to PSG next season. You mentioned that earlier. Therefore, out of contract in the summer. It was also reported a week or so ago that MLS has basically asked all teams in the league to pitch in some money to help them bring Messi over here. By tossing in money, you are essentially putting your name in the pot for the league to choose from for where he goes because players don't specifically sign with clubs. They sign with the league and are allocated to the club. The rule has not changed. Garber has gone on record saying that he wants to work on fixing the legacy markets, specifically mentioning Chicago. The galaxy and Red Bulls may be struggling, but there is at least one team in LA and New York who are doing well in gain and generating interest within those cities. MLS has a history that we with the fire are all too aware of that we've been passed over on players many times and specifically lost out on quite a few. Jermaine Jones, Drugba, Bedoya. And again, MLS has a, has a history of pulling some shady stuff when it comes to allocating players. See above, you know, Jermaine Jones and Bedoya going to come to the fire and then suddenly move to a different team, like at the last second. So, while Miami is supposed to be the destination for Messi... Here's the thing. MLS has already introduced this pool of money and the idea that your name will be considered if you chip in. Based on previous dealings, they could simply send Messi wherever they want as long as Messi isn't against the specific destination he lands in. Chicago is the largest unactivated market in the entire league, and while Bossy provided a boost for a season, the Fire need the biggest fish possible to actually get a true shot of adrenaline to get a foothold in the sea and let MLS actually grow here, where you know MLS's office, uh, the MLS offices are located here, I'm pretty sure. So, you know, actually having a foothold in the city where you're based in is pretty nice. Uh, MLS has long ignored Chicago and is now being faced with a team that is sitting in a cavernous stadium with attendance that barely rivals the NWSL, despite being in the third largest media market in the country and one of the largest stadiums in the league. 
This is also a chance for the league to essentially make it up to the fire who are screwed over in the past and reward the off-field uh, off efforts that have been done to improve the club, such as new training facility, work done on the academy, Gaga and Duran sales, record sales, raising the league's reputation. Uh, and I also don't think Messi would be that against moving to Chicago, just you know, not taking the team into consideration, just moving to Chicago in general. He already has property in the Miami area, but so does Novak. Uh, I think Messi could be swayed with the same Jordan pitch that was made to Bossy when he came over. And also, you know, Messi, like what? There's the picture, the, the one picture we'll that see. everyone keeps posting yeah. of him and we'll the Derrick Rose jersey. Yeah. Like Miami has Beckham. They're not struggling. Chicago is struggling. MLS has every opportunity to do this. And has incentive to do this. And look, obviously, we both uh, we both think that like Messi probably isn't coming to MLS. But if he does come to MLS, it is every possibility that the league might you know force it or something? Um, That's my what I counter. Mean. My counter to that is um, why would you send him to a bad club? <sighs> the fire suck at the end. Of the why day. would why wouldn't you send him to a sixty thousand seat stadium? Because human empathy. <laughs> um, this is, I, I, I well, I sent you that lineup. The, the, line, the lineup's fine. I could care less about the lineup. If you've got yeah. Messi, whatever you want with the lineup. I mean, what I mean is, like, you know, by, by getting Messi, that also solves the, the idea of, like, Shakiri. Because, like, they're going to be like, oh, Shakiri needs to be the 10. He needs to be the 10. You get Messi. No, you put him at the 10. He's There's no question. You're putting him trouble. at that false nine and you'll move Shakiri out wide so you can play both of them at the same time. Shakiri's back where he needs to be and Messi is there. It's not logical in the sense of like Shakiri coming to Chicago, but it's logical in the sense of if, uh, well, wait a second, what did I just say? It's you not logical. In, it's not yeah. logical in the, in the idea of Messi coming to Chicago, but it is logical in the idea of Messi comes to MLS and MLS decides where he goes. Where is the this best is, place for MLS to put Messi? This is like if I spent 15 minutes arguing with a wall on why Dua Lipa should marry me instead of like a celebrity. <laughs> like, we're well, just I mean, wasting our time here, Jiggly. I'm, ju I'm just saying, that, like, this is just like a, a complete point. side it's a, thing. Good, it's a good idea because obviously it's it, like the MLS has to save Chicago from Chicago. But I also don't want that to happen. I don't want to see a bad team rewarded like that. You know how much well, that I mean, pissed off the rest of the league? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a step too far in single entity. I, I mean, hey, just if that's what it takes, it. if that's what it, look, man, this would be so great if that's what it takes to break up single entity, but the fires still get messy. I don't think Oof. that's I, <laughs> all right. So we're in the Jiggly Enters Dreamland segment. Um, Jiggly is also pitched for him to marry the tallest, uh, strongest woman in Japan, apparently. So that'd be happening soon, too. All right, next next week on Sad Boys, um, I got nothing for you, man. I mean, sure, who who care? I I mean, I, again, I can't complain because that means I get to cover Messi live and I could go see Messi in the locker room. So I I'd be all for it, obviously. But like it 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 it, it makes sense in the terms of MLS has said, oh yeah, we'll 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 do this as like an allocation thing. They apparently, so if they do do that. What is the best yeah, place for them to allocate him? Don't don't send him to hell. Sorry. Because because I mean, the best the four places to allocate him would be New York, L.A., Chicago, and Miami, and it would only really come down to Chicago and Miami, to me, because New York and L.A. 
both have te- both have at least one team who is massive. I, I mean, in theory, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense why the I'm also do that. But I, I, I made it as a joke. But I generally think human empathy is going to be the biggest thing. You're going to let Messi, you know, let Messi go to Miami. Come on now. What yeah, like it, it's it, as I said, as long as he's okay with coming to Chicago, send him to Chicago. But if he doesn't want to go to Chicago, then yeah, obviously he's not going to go because MLS wouldn't force him to do okay, anything. No, Courtney, no, stop there. Though. I, I get because you're you're saying that's like the Sean Maloney thing, where Sean Maloney could care less about the fire. You just you want to be in Chicago. You know, you have to tell Messi about the fire though, right? Eventually, right? And like, as I as I said, that was the that that was the Jordan pitch that they gave to Basti. Do you not remember like Nelson saying that? All I remember is the the salt and pepper shakers from Bombers <laughs> Shaker. That was a good time. But uh like but like Nelson said that like they they convinced Basti to sign with the fire by talking about the way that Jordan had like essentially taken the Bulls from being like the worst team in the NBA to eventually getting that like, you know, repeat three-peat. What does George Heights even want Messi though at the end of the day? Yeah, that's a big question. That's going to be the first thing for them. I think that, like, when you consider... Like, hold on, he doesn't actually fit my plans. Yeah, exactly. When you consider the idea of, like, Mansueto is much more powerful with this team than Heights. So if Mansueto says, look, we are getting messy. If we can get messy, we are getting him. And if he is okay with coming here, and if MLS allows it, we are getting him. And if Heights says no, he's either not going to have a say in it anyway, or he's going to get fired. So <laughs> I know your pitch is that MLS effectively spoon feeds Messi to the fire, which is fair. Jiggly, can you name me the, the fire's DP striker right now? Uh, they don't have one. Exactly. They can't even, they can't get anyone. And they're going to somehow mess this up too. This is all purely hypothetical anyway. It, well, I mean, what, what I'm saying is that he would essentially be the, that the DP yeah. nine, but yeah. a DP false nine. But what I'm saying is that the fire can't even get any, the fire can't get Gola Kamara for crying out loud. Oh, they didn't even try. That's the problem. They're not trying to actually get anybody. I know that they're apparently talking to people. I need did to talk they, to. Did they forget, by the way, they need to get DP nine, or is it just kind of like, like apparently they're in talks with people, and like there's like a couple of them are actually like pretty decent oh, names. The fire, the fire are talking to people. That's a good start. Allegedly decent names, but like I remember when I was I first heard about like uh, who was the one guy? He was a winger. The Polish dude. No, not the Polish dude. He's uh the the guy from uh from from Premier League. I forgot who it was. God. Antonio? Like yeah, yeah, and, and uh Mikel Antonio. When uh like I remember when people were first like talking about Mikel Antonio as like a possible thing, they said, Oh, he was a major name. It's like, no, he's not. He's not. <laughs> I I mean I'd like Dinano, but that's that's beside the point. Go get go get Roberto Firmino. Like <sighs> I got nothing for you, Jake. This is this is just yeah. I mean, no, this this is honestly just to fill runtime. Okay, well, in that regard, uh, Minnesota is up We've next at the weekend. We've done uh, it. The Minnesota just beat St. Louis. Set on the road. The fire have any chance here, Jiggly? They shouldn't tie us to right? Considering they Minnesota shouldn't. just beat St. Louis. We might get a nil nil stinker, maybe again. Like this seems like a as. As we always say, like narrative is the driving force in MLS. And like I'm trying to think because like I can't say they're gonna win and I'll lose. Like I don't know what's gonna happen with this game. And, it's I, like, know, and I know nothing about this Minnesota team. I you know what I was gonna say, I'll add this to the list. I put a gun to my head, couldn't name you a Minnesota player right now. 
I mean, bon- uh, Bongo Kule Flongwane. I, I don't know his name to be fair. Like, I know he exists, but I could not tell you his name. So that's not and good. And uh, Robin Lode. Oh, I forget. Robin Lode's still there. Yeah. Nice. He's going to help. He scores. Like, Ronaldo's it's... definitely not back yet, right? No, I don't think he okay. is. He's gone forever, probably. Um, Let me just check if they have. Uh, yeah, they're two leading goal scorers I've never heard of. Oh, there's Lightning. Uh, and uh, Dan Sinclair. Oh, I, I like, forgot about Sinclair. He's good. I like Dan Sinclair. But yeah. Um, Minnesota probably wins 1 0 or 2 0. It's like one of those games that's end, like over by like the 60th minute. Oh, and Michael Boxel. Oh, good name too. I like him. Oh, I, they, got, I think, they still got Will Trap and Zarek Valentine. Is, is Will Trap not on Austin? No, he's on Minnesota oh, now. So he joined Minnesota in the offseason. Interesting. And Clint Irwin. Okay, that they they have one of the MLS rosters of all time, that's for sure. Hassani Dotson. I know who Still? that guy is. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like Minnesota's been around for 10 years now. They got Daniel Henry. It's the same he's first like, team. Daniel Henry guy. is like an actual yeah. like Canadian the, national team guy. <laughs> from West Ham United, yep. Uh was I'm looking at the and yeah, like their top players I haven't heard of before, so that's a bit weird. <laughs> Because that's uh, Miguel Tapias, uh, Mender Garcia, and Kervin Ariaga. I think Tapias is their new number, DP9. I could be wrong, though. Might be uh, Luis Samaria. That's probably the dude I'm thinking of. I also um, have, they also have Patrick Wea. Okay. All right, we've gotten to the point where Jiggly just starts reading things, so let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's get wrapped up. I say 2-0 Minnesota. Right, I think it's like that game where the fire, like, damn, we lost this, and it's like the 60th minute. And then I get to write my article and I'm done at like full time. I mean, the problem is, is like Ezra is still somewhat right, even if he's right in the wrong way. Where the fire are, you know, just there, like they're right there, they they're right there, competing to the end. I think that they're going to do that again with this game. Uh, it's going to be two one for Minnesota, uh, okay, and that's fair. we're going to have and we're going to have Ezra saying like, yeah, I mean, they're just that good of a team, but you look at the way we played, and it's like, yeah, the thing that's missing is scoring. <laughs> wait, if we're going to get like midway through the season, the fire have one win in like 20 games. And I was going to be like, guys, the performance is good. And I'm just going to start yelling, shut up. You're going to do the same thing to him that you do yeah. to me. And they're, and they're not even going to kick me out. They're just going to be like, okay, we'll let you have that one, chief. And we'll I'm going to ask about Kusias again. He's still not going to be there. Kusias is going to have like 20 goals in the Greek league. And we're just not going to realize it. He's going to sneak onto the field for the Greek League team because he's like, oh, wait a second. If they don't know him in Chicago yet, like he's probably dreading coming over here. I'm kidding. Um, yeah. he, no, he keeps, getting, he keeps getting texts from Klopas, and he's just like, but I don't want to. Like, yeah, Frank, I'll, I'll be there tomorrow. And Klopas is just like excitedly waiting at the airport. <laughs> he's at the airport. He's, that's why they haven't been training well because Klopas isn't there. He's yeah. at the airport waiting for Kutsias every day. <laughs> Kusias is like, Frank, you're not going to believe this. They canceled my flight again. And Kusia, and then Klopas is like, ah, oh, man, what can you do? <laughs> you know what's funny? That was the, you, uh, in every other game this season, there had been no assistant coaches in the locker room. But the game Jiggly came, I saw CJ, Zach, and Klopas all <laughs> appear out of nowhere. I, so that was that was a good time. I mean, oh, speaking I'm of people just them. people just appearing in the locker room, I do want to mention like I sounded like a fanboy, but it wasn't even that. It was just like, oh, it's I did I was surprised. I didn't know that he'd he'd be in here right now. Yeah, Shakira was just over on the side, oh, just like, yeah. 
messing around with the staff members. Yeah, I think, Hilarious. I think, he, I think he had his kid with him or like some child, which was nice. I didn't even see a kid. I just saw him messing There's... with the staff members. I mean, why, I thought why? he was the kid. Okay, as so the man who's five foot seven himself. No, not even that. Just like the like, just him messing around. Like, yeah, I thought he was the kid. Just yeah, hanging nice. out. I mean, why? Why would he, he probably? He's probably fully cleared to go. He just doesn't want to play anymore. He's like, I'd rather just mess around with like Todd on the sideline. Like as I said, like you know, I sounded. Like I was like, no, I was genuinely surprised to just see him there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, I was surprised. Oh, Shakira, yeah, I was. <laughs> uh, you know what, Jiggly? I'll, I'll end on this then. I assume Shakira will be healthy by then. We're gonna see Shakira at the number ten position, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. All right, get us out of here. All right, um, I'm Jiggly. I, I like how I said guess out of here. I could have just said I've been odd on, and that would have been the ending anyway. I, I don't know I, why. I, didn't, I, I couldn't really think of anything else. Yeah, that's on me. I, 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 instead of throwing you an alley oop, I chucked the ball like into the, 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 the nosebleeds. And I'm like, Jiggly, go do something. I even started through that. Just get us out of here. It's, it's 9.30 almost. Uh, I'm Jiggly. I've, I've been odd on. I'm, I'm not done rambling about nothing. <laughs> time. I'm kidding. I've, I've still been odd on. Uh, eat the rich and uh, protect trans people.